everyone, and welcome back to that First Step podcast. On today's show, I am joined by the incredible Brian. Brian shares his story from performing in the West End, touring the world on stage in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, and all of his experience from performing as a young kid to getting into Bird College in London to where he is today, still performing, still training, and still giving back to younger kids and helping them explore their passion in musical theatre. Brian is so full of positive energy. His mindset is so inspiring and he also shares incredible tips for those who are thinking of getting into musical theatre or even training and using this time to explore their passions and be their best self. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Brian, and welcome to that First Step podcast. How are you today? Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm very good, thank you. Lovely Sunday morning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, can't complain. And happy birthday a couple of days ago. Very exciting, but obviously very different to usual birthdays. But we, we had a quick chat about that before. So, Brian, before we get into all about how you got to where you are now, your career to date, I mean, we first met years ago when we were both little performers in CADA back in Cork, and we were mates back then on stage, but Brian, you were always a shining star, I do remember that, and so if you wouldn't mind telling us about how you started off, you know, why you felt this passion when you were younger, and kind of explain to the listeners what we're talking about here today. Well... I started performing when I was 10, but I come from a really sporty family. So my mom, my dad and my brother were all involved heavily in sports. So my mom, my brother were actually on Irish team for basketball and stuff like that. So I was a real like dark horse in the nation, really. I was put into all the sports like when I was younger, but never nothing ever stuck with me. So I remember we used to go see the Panto every Christmas with my primary school. And I used to always say, Mom, I want to do that. Like, that looks so much fun, whatever. And she was like, no, nah, you ain't doing that. Like, no. So then she ended up joining me um, when I was 10, just for like the one kind of combination class, acting, singing, dancing. Then when I was 16, that was a cat, out you? Woo. Um, then when I was 16, I went to another dance school as well on the side and trained more in jazz and tap and um, loads of different combinations. And then... When I was 17, I went to the NYMT in England, which is the National Youth Music Theatre. And I think that's when I kind of said, okay, this is definitely what I want to do as a profession. So I think that's kind of really the whole thing that kind of made me think that this could be something I could earn money off in the future. So I did a musical in the UK, um, West Side Story, with a team of like creatives who are so vividly known in the industry now. That at the time I kind of didn't understand how big they were so I just went in like hey wow like whatever <laughs> and I think they were just like oh this guy looks seems pretty chill because I just didn't know so then I ended up working with them and had the best time and I think that's what spiraled me into going to training oh that's brilliant so you're 17 wow so young as well to move to the UK yeah <laughs> 
So you made that big, that big jump at 17, which just blows my mind. I mean, I moved to New York at 22 when I was petrified and I was a good five years older than you. So you moved to the UK <laughs> and you did, an, you know, NYMT and then you decided to go into training from there. What was that process like? So I think the train, the, the process from going from something like a youth theatre NYMT situation to training is a kind of like the NYMT really set me up for what college auditions would be like and what college would be like because yeah. uh, it's more of a summer like course that you do there like the NYMT and then you you spend like a month there like training every single day up at the crack of dawn bed as late as the night like training training <laughs> all day dancing singing acting exhausted but loving it so I think that was a huge like step for me to be able to say oh yeah I could actually live here so then when I was 18 I eventually moved over for full-time um and I went to a college called Bird College in southeast London I know it very very highly acclaimed college so well done Brian yes oh my god Bird's insane (laughs) thank you so yeah so I went there for three years and just had the best time of my life it's a dance and musical theater degree course so it focuses primarily on dance but also incorporates the acting and singing so it was something that was a really physical three years because it was dance inspired. So I, yeah, it was cool. It was it was a great year of just like three years of learning and changing my body and like experiencing different like aspects of living away in London as a city itself. And yeah, it was just, it was an awesome three years. And now I teach there. So it's all good. Full cycle. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, Brian, honestly, I mean, looking back on stage in the Everman Palace, going from there to, you know, in the actual like West End, West Side Story and teaching at Bird, that is some turnaround. So first of all, congratulations, that's amazing. And two, Thank like, you. of course, of course. And like to go from, let's just, I suppose, look at the three years at Bird first. I know the Leaving Cert results are coming out tomorrow, which is a terrifying time, but obviously it must've been a different route for you to get into Bird. So what was like that to anyone who would be interested in going into musical theater? What did that process look like? Well, I think what, like, the main thing is just knowing exactly what you want. And, like, when from a, from about 15, 16, I said, yeah, I'm, I really want to be a performer, like, full-time. Like, is this possible kind of a thing? So I think if you are at that stage now where you're trying to think, will I, won't I, or where's the best place to go or whatever, it doesn't, I would always say, it doesn't matter where you train. It matters how hard you train while you're at that place. So you could train in, like the sticks of Ireland or you could yeah. train in like the hub of city of New York but it doesn't matter as long as you put your whole effort into it so the main advice I would give is just to believe in the product that you have to give and to absolutely work on that craft and really really hone in on how much energy and talent and your whole self can you give to what you're doing Um, and when I was doing my leaving cert like I just gave it my best shot like I knew I was going to perform so I was like I'm going to just give it it a go and I actually remember I was laughing because now I'm back in the school for lockdown working as a COVID supervisor whoop and I I talked to all the teachers and we'd just be laughing over the stuff I did like when I was there because like I remember there's the German and Irish orals that like happen a couple of months before the leaving cert and I was so I'd done my first year with NYMT and I was doing another year with them when I was turning 18 just about to move away and the auditions were the same week as the Irish and German orals no way and so like in my mind I was like well obviously I have to miss them because 
there's no way I can miss my audition, you know, and that of was course. the difference, I think, between like school and performing. I obviously just wanted to perform. I just had no notion that I would be doing my or- orals. So then I ended up missing my orals, like on purpose, <laughs> was, was in London. And the teachers were like, Brian, we told you you couldn't go. I was like, well, I went. So and then they ended up like rescheduling. So it was hilarious. But I even opened my um, my results uh, for my leaving cert on opening night of a show I did in the West End with NYMT. Wow. So like about a half an hour before the show, I literally took myself aside and just opened my results and was like, right, that's okay. And then went <laughs> down and performed. So <laughs> it oh, was brilliant. Epic. No, that's such a great story. I actually love that story. That That's great. And the fact that as well, you knew in your heart of hearts, like where your priorities were, you know, where they lay at that time. And that's so important, as you said, once you make up your mind and say, no, this is what I want to do. I'm young. I'm so excited. I'm passionate about this. I am giving it full 100% commitment. And it does sound like, you know, there was none of the, I'm going out partying with my friends. Like, oh, I'm not in the mood to train today. You are 100% focused. Yeah. And I think that's, there's a good balance between that as well, because I am a party animal, 100%. But I will always... (laughs) I will always ensure that it's like on the right day. Do you know what I mean? Like as in yeah. if I have an assessment coming up or a big audition or something, like you will not see me in the club. Like you won't. But if it's like I've just booked a job or assessments are over, like I know how to party. So that's what I think there's a <laughs> there's a there's a fine line between like like having a good time and also getting down to business with the profession you've chosen, you know? Absolutely. And then you moved on to Bird, which is amazing, for three years. And you said it was early mornings, late, like late working. I've heard lots of stories. I think it's because as well, do you know when you're in that kind of community when you're younger? You, when you grow up you still have friends in similar paths I mean I was thrown straight into university my mother practically kicked me into um as she would have said you know like make sure it's you definitely get employed there's a job there as a fear a lot of mothers would have I suppose um but I still would have a lot of friends who would have went in like yourself Brian and as a as a woman they said you know it's make sure you are eating healthily and that you're groomed to perfection and that you're always stage ready and I'm sure that takes a lot of toll on your body so what would your training and maybe regime would have looked like in bird well I think as well before I even get into that I think what has like I was saying to mom like what has really made me adapt in this time of COVID and moving home and stuff is the training I got at Bird and I, I think that's a really weird like comparison but I think it's just a full discipline of okay this is the situation today or this is the certain lesson today this is what that teacher yeah. expects this is what I need to do that I think like I find as performers we're so adaptable to like different current situations so I'm actually finding being at home okay because it's just a new situation where I have to adapt and I think the the days at Bird were hilarious because they were so long and like it was Monday to Friday, sometimes the weekends if we had shows and stuff. But we used to have like, I think it was 48 hours contact like um, wow. a week. So like, or it was, it's between 48 and 52. I can't remember, but it's a lot. I blurred it out. But like, I think what the main thing was, was especially when I was training at Bird, because we, d- we used to have five different buildings, but now we have a one site facility. Um, okay. So when I was there, like you have about 10 minutes between each class always but when I was there there was the five different buildings you could have 10 minutes but you'd have to 
run to the next building so and if you were late yeah. you're not allowed in and some classes you have to have your hair up in a bun like for the girls or the girls have to have a red lipstick on for one class or not for the other and the boys have to have a certain attire if you're going to ballet you have to have like four different layers on you have to have your tights you have to have your leotard you have to have your belt like you have to have your shoes you know your socks so it's like it's 10 minutes but it was just running and then when do you get time to eat so we had like a lot of lessons about nutrition and about like healthy body and how to do all that kind of stuff which I thought really really helped and dance science and about how the body works and fatigue and how to help your muscles if they're sore and fatigue muscles and stuff so I think it's a huge course and it's a huge like band to cover but when you kind of know what you want to do after from that course you can kind of hone in your like energies onto certain subjects and stuff but I think what they do there is they have so much contact hours because it is needed and I think that's why when people say like oh yeah it's a lot when you're when you're younger and you're saying oh if you want to go to London it's going to be the hardest three years of your life it is but it's also something you want to do so it's kind of fun you know you're like yes I've got 48 hours this week woo instead of oh for god's sake I have so much to do yeah you know? and that positive mental attitude I think has carried you so far and it's why you're successful Brian I think if a lot of other people adapted that positive mental ad- attitude and also when you spoke there about nutrition courses fatigue even I'm sure like psychology of being on stage always being on mm. and how to energy manage I think we all need yeah. a dose of that I think that should be across all yeah. you know college careers college courses and all of that I think it's super important and as you mentioned it stands to you today and understanding that side of things as you said people think oh London the dream I'm just going to dance and you know be successful I'm sure it's super super difficult and you're you're there with the best I mean you might be the best in your school in in Dublin or in Cork or Galway or whatever but when you get to London you're with the best of every school and I'm sure that also you know it, it takes its toll at first but it makes you even stronger in the long run yeah I think I think as well like what people have this misconception of is like especially now in the COVID times it's it's reflecting because you kind of hear it and you're like oh people don't think that surely but now with a lack of government support for like self-employed people and people in the performing arts and them just shutting our industry down like it kind of proves that a lot of people still think that we are just twirling around the stage and having a good time but it's a huge craft that like takes a lot of years to perfect and like one of my favorite quotes is from a musical called Annie Get Your Gun and it's um it's a song, you know, there's no business like yeah. business. <laughs> but if you listen to the words, like everyone's like, oh yeah, that song. And they're probably like boogieing in their lounge. But the words are so like, whenever I listen to it, I'm always like, oh, that right in the feels. Because it says, there's no people like show people. They smile when they're low. And I think that is like a complete reflection of my industry because like we do eight shows a week. And the audience are after paying wow. like like nearly a hundred pound to come and watch you perform, and like no matter how you're feeling that day, the second that the overture starts, you need to shake it off and leave it at the door because there's someone there that's paid for it. So even if you're having a really tough day, or like your dog's just died, or you've just had a stomach yeah. cramp, or whatever, the second the second that music comes on and you're you're out in that stage, and yes, we enjoy it, but some days you're just like, oh, I just don't want to smile. Or I really, I really don't want to be like people looking at me right now. I'm feeling a bit self-conscious today or like whatever, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think it's, it, I always have such an admiration for performers when I see them, especially when they're doing eight show weeks. Cause I'm like, 
God, it is hard. And I think it's the special kind of like bond when you see someone is like, yeah, you know, you know the feel. So it is, it's, it's amazing. But it's also like, I think it's, it's another discipline as well. Just learning to always be switched on if you need to be, you know? So, yeah. Of course. No, that it, again, as you said, it is so admirable. And the fact that you finish a show run and you're not guaranteed the next, you know, when's your next project. And you're a bit like a contractor, I suppose, you know, you're like, yeah. where's my next contract? And to keep that energy and also to make sure you're, you're healthy and your body's in tip top shape. That also takes mm-hmm. so much work. So not only are you on stage eight shows a week, you're also in the gym. You're making sure you're eating healthy meals. Like you're not leaving stage and running to a fast food place. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, you have well. to nourish. <laughs> well, maybe not all the time, but nourishment is key as well. As well. So Brian, after birth then, what happened next? So after birth, I was pretty lucky. So um, basically the first show I did, I actually had to leave the college early because the... The years are September till July and in July we do like a final show or whatever but because I was on the degree course um, with the universities like they obviously finish a bit earlier in England and stuff like instead of July so all the university work had to be in by like March-ish time so we did a dissertation so I did my dissertation and I handed it all in in like March and I did my practical in March so you have to like sing a few songs and stuff. So like technically my degree was ticked and like you're not meant to leave the college till July because we still have training and we still have another show to do. But as far as my degree was done, I was finished. So <laughs> yeah. um, I had signed. So we, we have an agent showcase at the end of our third year. So you basically all the agents come and watch like the third years perform. And I had interest from this particular agent who was really, really kind at the time and we got talking straight away and she was like, I really want to get you in for shows straight away. Amazing. Like, I think you're ready. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did an audition for a show called The Casual Fall. And it was uh, just a replacement contract. So the show had started in December, but someone had gotten the snip. Someone got fired, lol. Oh. So I, there was only one space going. So I went to the audition thinking, well, it's just experience because there's only one space going like, the odds of it being me are slim, you know, as you think when you're a third year or whatever. So went to the audition and ended up getting it and started the show in April. That's so amazing. I had to leave leave the college early, um, which was an amazing experience. And I did the whole summer as a drag queen in a musical <laughs> called The Casual Fall. So it was fun. That is epic. That is epic. And to think yeah. you're already getting this experience of your dream career and you still should be in college. Like that is exceptional. Yeah. It was cool, and actually, the the ended up again lucky. Just all touch wood. I'm touching the wood for the luck, but um, <laughs> like the there was one week of the tour that got cancelled because our set was too big to fit in the theater, and oh, it wow. ended up being the same week of my graduation, like at college. So I got to go back and graduate with my whole year, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do. I was like really gutted about that because I was also the 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 head boy like the person who gave the speech and stuff like that was me the whole year like looking after like doing all the liaisons between the principal and our year and stuff like that so I was supposed to give the speech and I was already after passing the baton on and I was really sad that I couldn't do it because I was waiting for that for three years Wow! and then uh and then I ended up getting to do it anyway so it was brilliant it really worked out that and it's so true I think the harder you work the luckier you get 
and it's weird how when you you really work hard it, these moments that come by and just you know give you that little thing that you've always wanted almost reward you in a way like the graduation speech so that that's epic uh, it's brilliant so you finished after your drag queen summer what an epic uh, title for an autobiography <laughs> and um <laughs> you moved on then to your next project yeah so then my next project was the producers oh no wait Oh no, sorry, it wasn't. The next project was um, Mac and Mabel, the concert. Um, that was in London. That was amazing. That was a, a one-night concert with an all-star cast. We had Natasha Barnes, David Bedella, uh, Tiffany Graves. We had so many people that were like, huge icons to me. And I got to be in the ensemble for that and do a full orchestrated, like 50 people in the orchestra, like wow. production of Mac and Mabel, which is huge and brassy and fun. And my mom got to come see that, which was great. Um... And then after that, I did the producer's international tour uh, as ensemble cover Carmen Gia. And I got to go to China with that one. So that was incredible experience. I remember, Brian, seeing your Instagram being like, oh my yeah. goodness, that is amazing. It so was you... awesome. It was, it's such a cool place. Oh, I've never been. I really want to go. I know the whole travel thing's bit, travel thing's bit up in the air at the moment, but eventually, yeah. hopefully. So when you got told you're off to China, like how did you tell your family or friends? Were you going with some other mates or how did that all pan out for you, like personally? Well, I remember because actually, like this, before La Cage Fall, I actually got the producers, but the producers hadn't, wasn't starting until end of September. So... I was able to fit in Lacage and Macamaba beforehand. So like it was one it was actually the first job I got. And I remember just thinking, Oh my god, I've gotten a job. Oh my god, it's a really like um big Broadway musical. Like, oh my that'd be amazing, that's amazing. And then I literally was like, Oh my god, but do I wanna to go to China? Like I have to go to the other side of the world. Like no one will be able to come and see me. Like I've trained for three years and no one's gonna see me perform. This is so sad, like blah blah blah. And then I was just like, Do you know what? Like, it's gonna be such an experience, like go to the other side of the world and get paid to be there where most people like would obviously pay to go on holidays there and stuff I'm like yeah. I'm gonna get paid to go there so I was like take this opportunity it was only a it was for five months I was like it's five months you'll be there for Christmas it'll be lovely and warm I was like <laughs> go so and I, honestly I can say hands down it was my it's been my favorite contract so far so I'm so glad I took the leap and went Absolutely. And I'm always like, when I first, as I said, I moved to New York at 22, I was petrified, but it was the best thing I've ever done. Like, totally. I, oh, it kicked me out of my comfort zone. I remember trying to do laundry and I shrank my clothes and like everything was breaking around me and like I arrived in New York with no suitcase and I was like I, I have nothing um and then the, when my one of my suitcases appeared a week later there was a box of Barry's tea and a card for my mom and I sat on my floor bawling crying reading the card be like it's oh. gonna be fine I'll just make some tea like <laughs> so I think just I get make great. that tea always oh, absolutely always always just to see a reminder of home and honestly it took me ages to settle back in Ireland because I I was always moving to the point where mm -hmm. after a year in one apartment I was like oh so where am I going now and I had to be reminded yeah. no no Jess you live here now I was like oh like because you get that you get that like taste of it don't you Brian and you're like it gets so yeah. exciting you're like when does it stop so you know after China did you move back to London did you come back to Ireland what can happen then to kind of so technically like I've been in I've been living in London for six years now like since training and stuff but like I've trained for three years and then I've been working for three coming on to four years and 
most of that last three years have been traveling like have been touring with the musicals so as you say like it's completely dissimilar to you like i i was living out of a suitcase like literally that's so i always say i live in london but i haven't actually because after producers i did a hairspray uk and ireland tour and then i did the cats tour and then i did the wizard of oz so like i've always lived out of a suitcase and what i similar to you now like being home it's weird that like I now have to just like settle and I've been here since March and I'm like what's happening because when I was on tour you change venue every single week so I was like moving from like hotel to hotel or Airbnb to Airbnb and like yeah. every single week I would just have my like about four sets of clothes I'd wear and I'd wash them <laughs> and then I'd be off again with my same suitcase and like it's just such a mad like I even open my wardrobes now at home and I'm like what to wear today so much choice because <laughs> When I was on tour, I was like, well, I've got the red top, the yellow top, the blue top, and those two pairs of shorts. So let's go for it and see. (laughs) Maybe I'll swap the combo today. So yeah, like it's, it's mad like thinking now that I've just suddenly like stopped. Like this has really just like been a brick wall in my traveling, running around motion life. (laughs) Yeah, no, insane. And I mean, it's actually funny that you say cats, um, my boyfriend always sings the memory song and one day I was like you realize that's from a musical he's like no it's not I think he saw it in like the Simpsons or something and then I was like I played it to him and he's like oh yeah I was like yeah it's quite famous like Andrew Lloyd Webber is a big deal (laughs) so that's incredible to add cats and hairspray as well to your your bank of experience so far so Brian you mentioned unfortunately back in March you had an you had an I can't speak this morning, an injury. injury. And how did that happen? And like, how did it make you feel? Because I mean, your body is is your your job. Like, you know, that's a big deal. I know. So it was um, my last job just before lockdown, which I always kind of say to mom, like, it's such a shame that that was the last one now because I kind of feel like I've unfinished business with my whole life now, do you know? Yeah. Because uh, it was my third Angela Webber show. So I did the beautiful game at the other palace in London prior to that. Um, and I met Angela Webber at that actually. Wow. Um, and then I did Cats and I was swing on Cats and understudy Skimbushanks and Rum Tum Tugger. And then when I finished Cats in January this year, oh no, yeah, January 2020, um, I came home for a week and was like with my mom and stuff. And I was planning on staying for about two weeks. And then I got a call from my agent to say, oh, they want to see you for Starlight Express, which is another Amazing. Angela Webber show. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, like absolutely. Um, so I went straight over to London, stayed for one night and I was intending on moving back to London after like being away for a whole year with cats. Um, so I went over to London for one night to audition, audition for the show and got it the next day. So I got ensemble. So I was playing a character called Espresso and covering Rusty, who's the lead. So that was an amazing like Incredible. achievement for me because it was my first time to cover a lead and I was very excited and then I went back home again for another two weeks because the contract actually started the beginning of February okay in Germany <laughs> so um I decided I said well I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna sublet my flat again for the 15,000th time and I was like I'm gonna go to Germany in February and do Starlight for a year and a half or so I thought so I went to over to start rehearsals and the whole show was on roller skates oh my god uh, yes which is, I know which is another skill. So you train for three years, like acting, singing, dancing, like round the clock, all these new skills, all these new styles, and you perfect them all. And then they go, and now we're going to be on roller skates. And you're like, really? Really? 
so let's throw that into the mix. So that was, it was, I mean, to be fair, like it was so much fun. I had such a great time when I was there, yeah. but on, on week three of rehearsals, we were doing like one footed, like around like cones. Cause basically the whole um, arena is incredible. Like it's a full stadium for Starlight, which is awesome. But um, obviously there's lots of injuries happen. Of and course. because I'm an actual avatar, I'm six foot two. Um, it's a lot longer for me to get to the floor. So I was falling like left, right and center because like it's a new skill. We were all falling. So I was just the unlucky one. The first time I was unlucky, lol, no, joking, Aww. I'm always unlucky. But um, I fell going around on one foot around a corner and I fell over and ruptured my ankle um, the Ow. whole way up to my knee. Yeah, so... That was interesting, oh, but like, yeah, so it was going to take five months to recover. So like COVID was just about to happen. So like they, they yeah. thought they were going to close for about two weeks. Like that's what everyone thought, didn't we? Like at the beginning. So of they course. were like, look, Brian, they were like, they were like, realistically, like by the time you're recovered, which was going to be five months, they were like, the, contra- the contract's half over. You won't know how to skate. Like it's too long for you to be out. And I was like, yeah, I completely get it. And they were like, you can come back another year, but for this cast, you can't come back. And I was like, <laughs> so that was gutting. That's but so now tough. it's kind of annoying because, yeah, and it's annoying now because they're not going back until next March. So I actually could have gone back. Yeah. But like they've ar- they've already replaced me now because of like the way the, the showbiz is, you know, you, you're so easily replaceable. So hopefully I'll go back for the cast after that again. But like, because they said I can go back to that one, but... I don't know. It's just so up in the air. Like, who knows? Exactly. And no one knows. And as you said, Brian, your kind of job is so much like, it's so important to keep that positive mental attitude because things like this always happen and injuries. Like yeah. I broke my leg la- um, last year, a year and a half ago skiing and I was able to work because I work in technology. And yeah. fortunately, like as long as I have a voice, because I'm always talking to people in work um, and you know, selling things, I'm fine. I mean, from the neck mm-hmm. down, especially now on Zoom, no one needs to see me. So I can have all <laughs> limbs broken and I'm still yeah. able to work. But like, unfortunately <laughs> for you, <laughs> I know I'm a bit of a martyr, like a bit of a God knows what. Um, but Break like, them all. Whole, oh my God, imagine. Um, but your job is being in your tip top shape. And especially at 6'2", yeah. there is a lot of you to make sure that you're healthy and as you said, mm-hmm. to keep yourself active and to keep yourself in, in good shape and eating properly as well and gaining the right muscle as well for your, your taller frame as well is super important. So with COVID and with all that uncertainty, I hope you don't mind me asking, but regarding like subletting, finances, savings, how do you get a course on that in college or how does that look like for a dancer or somebody in musical theatre? Um. Well, we don't get any courses on that like at college, but what we do get is like um we get like like basically performance tax like knowledge kind of thing so as performers like we we're all self-employed so we have to if we're claiming tax we need to do it all ourselves or through an accountant i have an accountant because lord knows i would be so bad (laughs) at doing that myself but there's lots of different things we can claim so like we can eat like everything is to do with obviously our bodies as you just said and like our image and everything so like something as simple as like a haircut we can claim against because we need that to look good for our profession okay and we can like even something as simple as like going to the cinema like that's education that's watching acting for us that's learning 
you know so That's like amazing. so many different things that like you like there there is like ways to obviously it's not cheating the system because we actually do we're learning every time we do something like that we are actually learning or we are perfecting our look for our hair to get that job or whatever get that tv gig or whatever so like we do learn those kind of bits um and as far as like savings and stuff go like it's annoying because when you're in a job which is what you get taxed on like you're earning the dollar and you're like woo we're in the money but the second (laughs) the second it all stops like as you said earlier like I'm a contractor like I go from contract to contract like if once it's over it's over that money definitely stops so it's it then it's kind of like how you manage your money you know it's just kind of like money management I think I think that also just goes down to individual like how you manage money I would like to think I'm quite good at like managing my funds and stuff so like I'll always make sure that if I'm having outgoings that I have something incoming as well so like I teach a lot of classes like over lockdown I was doing lots of workshops for the shows I've been in on Zoom which obviously like is a bit of income for me but also it's enjoyable for the people doing it or they're learning something new and stuff so it like it's kind of like a give and take system like if I want to go out for a few drinks I'll make sure that I've done a zoom class that morning to make sure I have enough funds you know and I think that's it because once once we once our money's gone our money's gone so we're self-employed so yeah that's really smart and subletting I sublet the way I do it as well is that I basically I trained in a place called Sidcup which is southeast London where Bird is and I after I graduated I decided to stay in Sidcup um because one it's cheaper than central central London yeah. and two it's easy easy for me to get someone in to sublet because Bird is so close so there's so many students going to Bird and I'll always find someone from Bird to go into my room or like a graduate of Bird or someone who knows the area so it's never just like random Mary Joe from down the road in my room <laughs> with, with my housemates who I which I don't think is fair on them like I would much rather like someone who's accountable like someone who went to bird or someone who is at bird now so that's why I, I find it easier to sublet my room because it's cheap and because it's close to the college and two because I always I'm able to give it to someone that I know so yeah, yeah. I've kind of just like you have to, have to work everything out yourself it's kind of a weird balance but I think I'm doing okay <laughs> no you sound like you've had screwed on especially like you started off so young moving across like I'm sure there was days where I was tough but you learned and I mean I'm sure there was times where like myself for the first couple of years I was working I didn't I was too busy having a great time going all these holidays going buying amazing clothes I couldn't afford in college and then all of a sudden I was like oh wait a sec this doesn't last forever but I did need to have that boost of like oh my god this is amazing to then appreciate then saving and seeing you know money build up and and then it's all have security and I know that sounds really old and boring (laughs) but like then to enjoy and then to splurge when it makes sense and then you really appreciate those moments so that's really really wise uh, advice Brian especially someone who's like so young and accomplished so much and learned a lot by themselves that's that's really inspiring so March happened and you came home and it seems like you've taken on the chin like you're doing doing so well <laughs> keeping on going like you've accomplished a lot in the last couple of months and how do you even think to sit down and say wait a second I'm going to make the most out of this time I'm going to use my skill set and what I've learned so far to help others so how did you go about that um I think is like what I like to think as well is when I was younger like I always kind of 
like especially in Cork and stuff, anyone that was like involved with theatre in any shape or form, I would have I've probably met them because like I would would always like enroll myself somewhere to like meet certain types of people or I would go to a different stage school and do one of their musicals or I would like go and support the local shows or someone's stage school who was performing. So I always kind of had that links with all those stage schools in Cork, which has been great. So now when I come back, like I feel like I can email and message them and say, hey, I'm home, like here's my CV, like I'd love to come in and teach instead of just being like, hi, I'm from Cork, but I've never met you before. Like I don't know anything about you, but... I'll come and do a workshop. So I think what's been great is that like, because I was so active in the industry when I was young, because I was so hungry to be involved, that it's kind of come back like in my favor now so that I can go back to these state schools and start teaching and stuff. So um, I've been to a few now since being home already. And also like just doing the Zoom bits for different state schools in England. And um, I've kind of just to like better myself I've started going to the gym more and like I've signed up with a PT to like get me back on track and I've joined gymnastics which is something I've always wanted to do amazing um, so yeah it's kind of just I like obviously like with going to like my musical theatre college I had a huge like skill set ticked for me but then I also was like oh but I'd also love to be able to do some tricks like some gymnastic bits so this time has been kind of good for me to be like right I'm going to enroll myself enroll myself in some gymnastics and then I can also teach and give back because I would have loved that when I was younger. And I think it's kind of one of those things that I'm trying to make the best out of the situation, if you know. So like, I'm I'm going to stay here till after Christmas because it's my first time being home for four years Christmas. But um, I'm definitely going to go back in January and try and make something <laughs> out of life. <laughs> No, and Brian, it's testament to you. I mean, you're such a wonderful person. And even like, we follow each other still on Instagram from years ago. And I reached out to you to come on here and you were so enthusiastic. And I think that's testament to you and your attitude. And even you like getting on to Monfort or getting on to CAD or whoever, stage school in Cork. Um, I know Aileen has one as well, which is amazing. Like, yes. you're, yeah, you're welcome straight back in because you always had such a good, wonderful energy. And it just shows, I'm sure, there are people who, not just in Cork, but anywhere, who maybe would have cut ties with people when mm. they were younger because all of a sudden they were going to London and maybe they would have gotten a big head and like, oh, I'm I'm better yeah. than that now. But it's the people like you who, who don't do that. And it just shows that it works out for you better in the end because it's, it's your character and... I'm so happy now that you're able to come back to to Cork and like work with people and and still give back and kind of give back to what you got at Bridge. And I mean, if you're teaching that at Bridge and you're teaching it in Cork, I mean, they're winning. They're getting serious quality, (laughs) (laughs) serious quality training, which is epic. So I suppose, Brian, I know we've been chatting for a long time, so I don't want to keep you all day. But um, I suppose, what advice would you give to somebody now who's maybe 15, 16, 17, looking to go into what you did, kind of what you've learned and what you'd love to tell them now? Um, first, I would probably just say, like, as I said earlier, be yourself. Like, because at the end of the day, because I was actually teaching the other day down in Mallow in Central Stage School, which I'm actually going to be teaching at um, every weekly now until the new year. Amazing. Um, so I did a workshop down there last week and I was getting these kind of questions from the students who, the, the older students who wanted to go to college this year. And I was just saying like, well, first of all, just be yourself because you're the only you, like no matter how, like, even if there's six, 6,000 blonde, six foot tall girls in the room, like 
you are still you. So like you have something extra to offer. You have that extra little spice, that extra bit of flavor. It's like if you have like a curry and you want to like put different <laughs> spices in there. Like it all tastes different, but it's still a curry, do you know? So yeah. like we're all just, we're all just a curry. We're we all, all just a curry. But, That's a beautiful quote of the day. <laughs> but we're adding, we're adding in like different spices and different bits to make you what you are. So I think always believe that you are the best that you can be and you will be what someone wants in their musical or in their college. So that's what I would say. And also I would say, don't be afraid to ask questions because when I was about to go away and stuff like that, and there would have been other people from Cork who would have already made the leap and gone over. Like I would have just been so afraid to ask them mini questions, you know, like small little things that you just wouldn't even, you'd be like, oh, that's going to annoy them if I ask them that or that will really like that, that's going to be like a petty question no ask it because do you know what like we we all had that question before we moved so I always say like if anyone has a question please message me like I'm free and ready to open I'm a good one for a voice note I'll send you a quick voice note back it'll take two seconds you know so like ask and you will receive that. and don't ask and you won't you won't ever find out you know so just yeah. just ask and I think as well like yeah just advice is just go for it and be the best you can and train in so many different disciplines that you can't even stand anymore because you'll you can't like box yourself off to be like oh I'm just a ballet dancer I'm just a singer it all links up like every show like for example cats that I did like I wouldn't consider myself at all a ballet dancer at all ah sweet lord I wouldn't (laughs) say that but but I'm telling you I went to every single lesson at college to better myself because I I would I wasn't the strongest by far and I'm still I still wouldn't be the strongest if I went back right now but what the difference was is that I went and I soaked up all that knowledge and like even if it didn't translate sometimes my body it's still in there so like when I did a show like Cats and I was swing I had to play loads of different characters one of the characters was a ballet track and the boy who played it who's from Dublin shout out Ireland Keen Hughes whoop whoop and he went to the Central School of Ballet so he's incredible ballet dancer oh also a great musical theatre performer but like I had to go on for him as well so his track was a ballet track and I was like oh sweet lord like I'm not a ballet dancer but because I went to my training and kept going and it's not my style I was able to do it and they gave me the part so do you know so it's one of those things that like keep training at everything you can and try everything at least once and you know, don't ever box yourself off is what I would say. Oh, that's great advice. And as well to add to that stretching. I mean, so many people forget mm. to stretch every single day and the difference it Get does. Get the legs up. Absolutely. And elevate your legs. And as well, when you're, after your training, make sure you cool off and you warm up and all those little things as well that yeah. I'm sure. <coughs> Excuse me. So no, Brian, that, that's such great advice. And I says, what's next for you? I know you said maybe you're not sure with London or what's the goal? Like even in like two to three years, after looking at COVID, you know, you're getting your PT, going to the gym, gymnastics, refocusing in. And maybe this time was good for you to say, wait a sec, let's have a pause, a reflect. Yeah. And what do I want to take from this? Where do I want to go? And I suppose, where do you want to go next? Well, that's a good question. And I think it's something that I've been having a lot of time to think about in this time. So as you say, like I've been adding all these new skills to my skill set and trying to better my physique with the gym and trying to better my skills with my gymnastics. And I think the next step for me would be, uh, maybe touring would be put on pause anyway, but I think for me, the next step is to put touring on pause for a minute because I've been lucky to get back-to-back contracts on tours, but I really do want to try and branch out to get into a long-running West End show and just to kind of set my roots a small bit in London now after my four years in 
traveling and then like set my roots a bit and try and get a job in a show in town that will keep me for a couple of years and start teaching more like in different colleges as well and spreading all that kind of knowledge out as far as I can and working with new shows new creatives and yeah just trying to like be as versatile and as spread out as I can in this industry because like I just love it I love it so much so yeah yeah, I think this has been a, a good like reminder as well how much I do love it and how much I like have to give to it because like yeah I just feel like so ready to like burst back in in January yeah you're like a jack in the box you're like in the box is trying to like bing out which is so cool and Brian I can tell from the way you speak about it you are so passionate and it does bring so much light to your life and I'm so glad you uh you missed those German and Irish orals because you're able to fulfill your dreams where can everyone find you like pimp yourself out I know you have Instagram I'll link it all below pimp myself out um I have uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok woo woo. Um, under at it's Brian Murray so it's I-T-S-B-R-I-A-N-M-U-R-R-A-Y and I'm up for like anyone to message me like any questions or anything like that or just to like on TikTok I've only joined recently but I've started putting up some dances if people want to give it a go and like you know just have a bit of fun like I'm all up for that and also I have a YouTube channel which I set up over lockdown as well Unreal. which I do lots of duets with with friends from like all over the world like people I've met on contracts and stuff and I do a bit of my own stuff on there too and that's under my stage name which is Brian O'Mary so I kept to my Irish roots and I went for my stage name like my professional name is Brian O'Mary so no yeah it's under that so if you want to find that there I am <laughs> Brian I'll link all that below um thank you so much for taking the time I know you're so busy you're back teaching full-time working full-time gym PT and you also recording after this again so I'm glad you're able to squeeze me in <laughs> um so thank you so much and it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you thank you so much for having me so there you have it Brian's story and what an amazing story it is being on stage in pantomime with Brian years ago. I never would have anticipated both of our lives going this way, but I am so happy he agreed to coming on the podcast and sharing his story. Whether you are getting your Leaving Cert results today, knowing someone getting these results today, or just need a bit of inspiration to truly focus on your passion and really start bettering yourself, I hope this podcast gave you that motivation and that bit of inspiration. Brian's positive mental attitude, oh my goodness, I cannot explain it enough. He was so full of energy recording this, as he is on his Instagram every single day. And I find that energy so inspiring and contagious. After this recording with Brian, I was so full of beans and was just so excited to go about my day. From learning about dancers being self-employed contractors, they're very much like other industries, but also so different. However, Brian makes it seem like an absolute breeze, as he does, and it's absolutely wonderful to listen to. I hope you enjoyed today's story. I hope you learned from Brian and got that inspiration to turn your passion into something more. 
please feel free to reach out to either myself or Brian if you have any more questions. Like, rate and subscribe and I'll see you next Monday. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye.